Welcome to the Small Town View podcast, hosted by Lynette Clark and Jackie Welch, where community is strength and unity is power. We are Randolph County United. The new CEO and president of Randolph County United. Dan is a Randolph County native who has traveled and worked in different leadership roles, including serving in the Air Force. He and his family moved back to Randolph County to open their design firm, Always Home Custom Design. Dan has an MBA from Rice University and has a background in small business consulting. He has a passion for his community. We are excited to welcome him to our team and today to our podcast episode. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. I got a little icebreaker question for you. What is your coffee order? I actually don't drink coffee, but I do hot chocolate. (laughs) It has to come with whipped cream. Oh, nice. Perfect. (laughs) We'll let you slide. Yeah. Just kind of get us started here. How did you decide to take on the role as RCU CEO and president? Well, to answer that question, it's it's an interesting question because it's how did you decide, right? It's not why did you decide, but how. So how I decided goes back to kind of what you alluded to in in the history. I'm a Randolph County native, but I also uh, served in the Air Force for about nine and a half years, and I was able to travel the world and see so many places. And graduating from Randolph Southern Lynn area, right? I mean, that's a that's a huge a huge thing, and it's kind of different than most people's experience. And after that, I worked for Hewlett Packard and Cornerstone Building Brands in Trans Canada, some pretty large companies traveling to Utah, Houston, uh, Oklahoma, and different areas of the country. And then two years ago, my wife and I decided to move back to Randolph County. Um, it's It was actually her fault. I blame Katie for this. But uh, <laughs> she, in uh, July 2020, COVID had hit, and uh, she, was, you know, she was working at the time. I, was, I became a stay-at-home dad and school teacher and all that stuff during COVID. And, Fun uh, times. Uh, yeah, fun times. It was, it was fun. It was definitely a different, uh, it was a culture shock a little bit for my kids to have dad home full time and they're trying to do school and everything. Anyway, so she came home in July, 2020 and, uh, asked if we were ready to move to Indiana and then 13 years of our marriage, she's never really hinted at that. And I was like, yep, absolutely. And so we, uh, packed up in a 37 foot RV, 16 foot trailer, put everything up for sale the day we drove away. And, uh, and we drove away, put the house for sale the day we drove away, and came and parked our uh, RV at my mom's house in north of Richmond. And we're like, now what? Right. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we actually got out of, um, this is kind of answering your question of how did I decide for Randolph County to die, is we got out of church one day and we were just driving around Winchester area and Randolph County and seeing where one is where we wanted to live and stuff. And both were talking about how can we use the experience that we both have. She's an interior designer. She's worked with design firms and architect firms from in Houston, Texas, and then I've worked for some pretty large companies. Uh, as you said, I have an MBA and I have background in small business consulting. And so even prior to Randolph County United, we decided to open our interior design firm here in Winchester. And the reason we wanted to do that is because we wanted to showcase that you can have a small firm that has a national audience, um, a national cash flow, if you will. And she actually creates 3D models and 3D renderings for designers across the country. And we wanted to also support local talent, right? So there's local talent, local interior designers, local artists who want to have that design eye. And we wanted to showcase that you can have a different type of work environment or work skill and maintain your lifestyle in Randolph County. So, and then we got in being involved in the community and the cultivating community initiatives. Um, And we 
we wanted to do things with our company, able to work with the schools, work with the businesses, work with individuals, and to really showcase that Randolph County has a lot to offer. And when this opportunity came up, um, it was just a, a no-brainer, right? It was, uh, it was an easy, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to take my experience. I want to share it with others, and I want to be able to provide Randolph County a little bit of different point of view, right? I mean, I am from Randolph County, but I have been gone for 17 plus years and then came back about two years ago. And, but I want to showcase not just to Randolph County that it's worth, Randolph County is worth living in, but showcase to our region and to the nation that Randolph County has a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. So just utilizing all that experience and putting it into that, how did I decide is... (laughs) It was, it was not a hard decision. It was a very easy decision, just fit right up what our goals and aspirations were when we arrived back in Randolph County. I love that. That's a good reason. It's so interesting to me how COVID, as hard as it was, put so many things in perspective. You know, moving back to your small town and being close to family and things like that. I find that so interesting of how many things came out of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have uh, four children, and uh, we <laughs> remember we put four kids in a 37-foot RV, and but we <laughs> we wanted them to oh live my. around cousins, and uh, we had two dogs at the time, and uh, it was very important, and our kids haven't been around cousins, and uh, my daughter is in eighth grade, and she's been to nine different schools, mm-hmm. so she needs, she needs a place to call home, and that's why we decided to move back to Randolph County. So. Great. We're excited to have you. Yeah, we're excited to welcome you back home and to see what you're going to do here at Randolph County United. So in your opinion, what are some of the challenges facing Randolph County right now? Oh, absolutely. That's a that's a <laughs> very pointed question, and uh, it's a little bit challenging to, to actually answer. But we do have quite a few challenges. One is our housing right now, right? Or we, as we know, we, we have issues with how many houses we actually have available. Mm-hmm. Our housing stock is low compared to other counties and other in the region. And so we do need to work on our housing stock and improve the housing that we have, right? So the quality of houses and different things like that. But I think another piece is we do need to recognize that we do have a very good education system. We actually do. 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 And we need to, as businesses and as local individuals, we need to recognize that. And what happens, our education system will teach our students. They'll go through many different various curriculums at the schools. I mean, you got P-TECH here in Winchester. You got the arts stuff that Union City is working on. Randolph Southern sends people to Ivy Tech and Union, I believe, sends people to other places and Monroe Central as well. And so there's a lot of things that our schools are doing to teach and prepare our students, but there's not a lot of things that we're doing as businesses to prepare for the future workforce, right? Some of our businesses, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit before, remote remote work, remote options, right? Mm-hmm. That is the yeah. future and that is not, that's not the future. I said that is the future, but that is the present, right? It is, that was yeah. a future 10 years ago, Yeah. right? That is the present. That is the current uh, economics that we live in. I mean, just prior to getting this position, I actually had Apple and Microsoft reach out to offer me a remote job that I could have easily taken mm-hmm. here in Randolph County, but it wasn't aligned with what my goals and aspirations were. But we have opportunities across the country that we need to help our young workforce identify and be a part of. And we also, as community leaders and as business owners, need to recognize the workforce that is being taught. And that, right, I think is one of the biggest challenges that we've been slow as a county to recognize that changing demographic and the the changing workforce. And I think we have a lot of businesses that are 
um, adjusting and changing to that. But I think we're, I think honestly, we're probably a decade behind the rest of the region in some of those aspects. So kind of leads me into my next question. Do you kind of have a motto or something that helps you stay focused and motivated during challenging times when you're trying to tackle, you know, the world's problems? The world's problems, yes. <laughs> I do, actually, and it's actually a, uh, on my phone, and I see it every morning, and I, th- I believe it's from Michael Jordan, and it's, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. And what a, and I break that down is, I mean, it's obvious, right? If we're, we're afraid to try a lot of new things because we're afraid that we're going to fail, but the, the journey of failing is where you create success, right? I mean, yeah. you think how many shots Michael Jordan and others have taken to get mm-hmm. to the level of success that they've had, it's not because of how many shots they've made, it's how many shots they've missed. And I think we are so afraid of missing those shots that we're afraid to actually go out and try and succeed and, and to get to the point of success. I've actually changed my definition of success as the journey and not the end result. So my definition yeah. is the failures that happen are the way I grow and the way I am able to become what I've become right? I mean, growing up, just here's a just a perfect example, is growing up, I was always considered the shy one. I was always considered one who wouldn't get on things like this on podcast or video <laughs> or different things like this. My mom actually, <laughs> it's interesting, funny story. My mom actually, before I took this job, she's like, why are you doing that? Because she sees me as the young, shy one yeah, still, yeah, yeah. which to her credit, I mean, that's, that's what moms do. But that's not who I am anymore because I've allowed myself to fail many times to become successful in my mind, not successful as in having million dollars, not not the money, is the successful as in being able to get my story out, to get the story out of the community, to get mm-hmm. the story out of Randolph County United and others. So that failure is where we really thrive. The failure and success is something that we were talking about a lot recently as a team at Randolph County United. As we were going through the book by John Maxwell, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. Yep. Um, Steve James helped facilitate that here. And he said something that really stuck with me. Um, he said that he doesn't look at problems as problems. He calls them opportunities now. Because when we're faced with a problem, our attitude automatically is like, oh, no. But if we say it's an opportunity, we get a little bit more eager to fix it or to learn from it. And that's something that I am working on in my life is understanding it's okay to take risk. Because if I never take risk, I'm never going to grow. And, Absolutely. you know, growth actually happens outside of your comfort zone. It's easy to stay in your comfort zone because that's where your strengths are. But if you want to grow those strengths, you're going to have to step out at some point. Absolutely. So I would rather try and say I try than to just look back 10 years from now and say I wish I would have done that. Right. Absolutely. So our next question is, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced? Oh, yeah, that's another one. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I've covered a few of them. Some of the biggest challenge, one of them is imposter syndrome, right? We all kind of face this a little in, in our lives a little bit. I mean, growing up in, not to, I love Lynn and Randolph County and mm-hmm. uh, the area, but growing up in a small rural community and going working for really large organizations and working I mean, these are five billion plus organizations and working really close with CEOs and CFOs and others. It, that's that's a huge imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that, yeah. that you have to face. Right. I mean, we here we're not used to really working with at that that level. Right. And so I had to overcome those uh, that challenge of do I actually belong here? And, uh, and you find out very quick that you do. You you belong at the table that you're at. Right. Mm-hmm. If wherever you are, 
you belong because you're there and because you have ideas and you have a different point of view than other people at the table. So what I tell people um, when they go through like the imposter syndrome or the fear of speaking up is just speak up, right? If, if the reason you're at the table is because other people have um, one, they may have a, and they've invited you to the table because they want to hear your opinion, right? They want to yeah. know what input you have and what they might be missing. So, um, yeah, imposter syndrome. And then uh, another big challenge was uh, actually my master's, <laughs> my <laughs> master's degree, um, which uh, took me, I don't know, I don't want to give my age out, but um, <laughs> almost 18 years to even go after and finish my MBA because after high school, I was like, I'll never finish college. I'll never do it. It took me 10 years to do my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, uh, it was, uh, and I, I don't, I'm not one to sit in a classroom. Right. Yeah. I don't like that classroom. I like my more hands on type stuff. Yeah. But over time, I recognized the importance of it. And so it, it was a challenge for me, especially I did my MBA with four kids and inside of the RV and <laughs> uh, to we you. Were trying my to build, build our business <laughs> and uh, move. So this was all in the middle of everything I just said earlier during COVID and transitioning to online. And it yeah. was it was a, it was a challenging and crazy time. But I, I won't I would never take it back. I loved it. And so I. I don't look at challenges, even like you were saying, they're, they're opportunities for growth. Well, I have to say with what you just said, for any of our youth out there listening, I would encourage you to like take note of what Daniel just said, because it's okay for you to have your own journey. It's okay yep. if you don't have to just graduate and be a success overnight. Yep. It's okay if it takes you some time. It's about the journey. It's about learning and about growing. And you are wanted and needed here. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I love uh, helping youth understand that your journey is not set in stone right Mm -hmm. you may be you may be thinking that when you graduate that you have to have an exact plan of your life but your life plans will change I mean my wife is a good example of this Katie uh, changed her degree probably about I I can't remember she's going to correct me whenever she hears this but about four (laughs) or five different times from Japanese uh, to others and I can't remember them now so um, graphic design to interior designer and other things and I'm the same way I actually was going for an aeronautic degree and other things but that journey that you go through is not set in stone Mm -hmm. and you may think you know by the time you graduate high school but in reality allow yourself to be flexible right you you may change your mind later and that's okay yeah it's okay yeah it's okay to pivot and not be the traditional I guess you know graduate high school and four years later you've got your bachelor's and in the workforce type setup you just got to keep going right you got to keep learning growing and keep learning that's all you have to do I mean I did that I was going to be a dentist I mean I spent three years on a bachelor's degree in biochemistry and I had even got accepted into IUPUI dental school I mean that was work and then I remember I was getting married and I told my fiance at the time I said Travis I know that everyone has big hopes of me being this rich orthodontist and everything it's going to be great (laughs) but I'm not happy Yep. And I like was working at the Y at the time and I really fell in love with the nonprofit world and working with kids. And I said, I think this is what I need to do. And it, it took me a while to like be brave enough to tell people that, that I yeah. was changing, but I, I don't regret it for one, what I learned doing the biochemistry degree, it taught me to be disciplined and yep. to study. And so then all the elementary ed and all the other classes I took, they were easy compared to everything yep. else I had just yeah. did. But it really shaped me as a person. It taught me that there there are still things that I learned going down that path that I still use now. And some of them are kind of random, but it taught me, it made me who I am today. 
So I don't regret that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my husband and I, we got married three weeks after high school graduation. Oh, nice. So we were crazy. <laughs> some, right? They were like, what are you doing? We just knew, right? It was yeah. right for us. It worked for us. And yeah, it worked out. What are your goals for Randolph County United? What are some of the things you hope to accomplish here? Well, the, the first thing I think, and we talked about it, is uh, to tell the story. Not just tell the story of Randolph County United and everything that we do and have done in the past, but also tell the story of Randolph County. Right. We need to get our story out there. And that's how we're going to attract new new businesses and attract new talent. Our labor force will increase and different things like that. We need to tell the story of what we have available from the quality of life initiatives, from all the other initiatives for cultivating community. I mean, we have a great community and I think we we have too much negativity about ourselves and we we don't talk enough about the good that we do have in this community. And I think we need to, and it, this is a huge shift, right? This is a huge culture mm-hmm. shift that the more we talk about the negativity, the more that's going to come to pass. Yeah. But the more we talk about what we are doing as a community to improve our community, we are going to start seeing changes and seeing things that uh, that we've we've never seen before. So that first thing is tell our story and tell it in a good way. Tell it, mm-hmm. tell it in a positive way. Yes, we have our issues. Yes, we have things that we have to work on. But let's work on those. But we don't need to go and showcase those to the world. We need to showcase what we do have to offer to the community. So one of my first goals is just to start talking about it, to start getting out there in the community and start showcasing. For example, I sat in a business panel the other day at IU East. Um, Kelly School of Business came in and they were they did a market study in our region, or they did not a market study, they did a business study in our region. And there's different metrics from labor force, housing, and different things like that. Randolph County was actually on top of all the metrics in a good way. We were leading the way for the count, different counties in our region. Every time they would say a metric, they would say Randolph County first. Wow. From That's labor impressive. market has increased, right? So our unemployment has decreased. Our housing market is in a, I don't want to say turmoil, but it, it it's shifting hands pretty quick where we have a lot of houses going on the market, which can be scary, but we have more houses closing, which is even better. And we see a lot of younger individuals moving back with families and moving into the area. Yeah. And we're not going to really know those numbers until a census comes. Right. But you can sense the difference and you can see the difference in our schools and in our community that we have something in Randolph County that people are starting to see. I'm actually going to be meeting with the professor here next week to talk. She wants to know what our strategies have been to improve Randolph County. That's a, that's a major story that we aren't telling. And so telling our story is one of my biggest goals in Randolph County United and just me personal in general, everywhere I go, I try to tell the story of whatever organization, of whatever we do, because that story is important. That mission is important. Another piece around that story is do need to focus on economic development. And economic development is not just bringing in businesses. It's also, as I mentioned earlier, how improving our housing, making sure our schools are ready for growth, making sure our community is ready for growth, making sure we have the right ordinances in place where we are ready to receive companies that want to do business and there were there are large companies that i've talked to recently and have reached out that want to do business in randolph county are we opened for business and we need to be and that's how we're going to increase and this is another one of my goals and these are large aspirations and i think we can attain them it's going to take some time but another goal is we have a very low wage in this county very low wages yeah the way to increase those wages is we have to attract talent and we have to attract businesses 
Yeah. We have to keep our talented individuals in our communities and we have to start paying them for what they're worth. And so we need to, as a community, to get around this and to really focus on bringing in and helping businesses, not just bringing in new businesses, but helping current businesses as well to grow and to become well-known in not just Randolph County, but the region and in the nation. I mean, we have businesses that do work for national on a national stage, um, right. And we need to be promoting those businesses and getting those businesses out. And we need to let the community know that they're, that these job opportunities are available. Right. So. I think that sometimes it's missed with economic development that it's not just about bringing in the big manufacturer or business. I think there's so many things to play in that. The housing, you know, are your schools ready? Do you have the support in your community, right, to handle that influx of people that that means to bring those jobs to the county? So um, doable, but bigger than just the company coming in. Absolutely. If you've been in economic development, it's it's way bigger. I mean, you're talking about infrastructure. Right. I mean, down to water's treatment, water, yeah. networks, I mean, internet, right, fiber optics, yep. a lot of these companies, gas, electricity, and a lot of that, that take time to build and to develop and we need to be cognizant of that fact and we need to start building and developing um, and we've been stagnant for decades and we need to we need to move forward and we need to start start um, being open-minded and open to that business yeah that's great i'm excited i mean it's a really good goal. it is and i would say like if you are listening and you will think well this sounds exciting i want to be a part of this um to reach out to us because we're going to start in 2023, again, we're going to revamp Cultivating Communities. We're working with the Community Foundation, and we're going to be um, ha having some more meetings and inviting more people to come out. So if you have something that you're passionate about, we welcome you to join one of those committees because we need we need you. We need help. We need Randolph County support. So Absolutely. Thanks, Lynette. I was going to make a plug for that. But, uh, <laughs> I do want to say that if you are interested in quality of life in Randolph County, we have a quality of life committee. We have business retention committee, housing committee, education and a technology committee. So if you are interested in any of these committees, these committees are f full of community members that have stepped up to the plate and want to improve this this county that we live in. For example, just we have two quality of life initiatives right now. We have looking at putting in new uh, trails, pulling off from Cardinal Greenway and pulling putting about 42 miles of trails, right? Yeah. Now that that takes a community effort to build. Right. Looking at doing kayaks and we have childcare and other things that we're looking at doing. So that that's a huge thing that the community community can get involved with. So you are welcome here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're ready for our rapid fire five questions. So these are just for fun, right? Daniel hasn't seen these unless he found them on my desk earlier. Nope, I have not <laughs> um, seen these. So just kind of the first thing that comes to your mind helps us to get to know you a little bit better. Book you think every leader should read. I have a book actually on my desk called Proactive Proactive Executive. And I don't have the author on, on top of my head, but I can get that. And the reason I like it, it, it helps you as an executive, as a leader, per se, kind of, and it's not a, it's not a long read, but I, I really like it because it really helps you identify some things, maybe challenges that you face and other things and just puts goals in place yeah. so that you can become a leader. My favorite thing is the executive presence too, right? If you have mm -hmm. an executive presence, people will listen to you, right? And that executive presence is not you going in and being a boss, right? That executive presence can be you just being a listener. Mm -hmm. 
you listening and you actually truly hearing what you're being you're being told mm-hmm. and following through on that. Okay. Accomplishment you're most proud of. Well, uh, kids, wife, married. <laughs> I got I to put those out there. So uh, one, <laughs> one big one is I actually was, while in the Air Force, I ended up being the lead planner for one of the naval largest Navy's largest exercises in the world, planning the air portion, uh, bringing in 28 different countries into Hickam Air Force Base, Hawaii, and planning uh, about 800 to 900 personnel in a three-week exercise. So wow. you're talking about logistics, uh, billeting, uh, network infrastructure, uh, where they're going to work out of, taxiways, uh, parking aprons, and working with the airfield managers and it was one of the most exciting times in my life. And what I, the reason I actually really, really like it was that it was it gave an opportunity to uh, get my wife and I a free, not a free, it's it, free, is it's always free to tour an aircraft carrier, but a tour of an aircraft carrier by the admiral of the aircraft carrier up and down. He just let, he just took the entire day and just Katie and I went and toured the, I think it was the Enterprise, but I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was pretty amazing. And it's not something that uh, spouses typically are able to do. And it was, it was, it was fun. That's cool. cool. One statement you would say to your 12 year old self. <laughs> oh, I just told somebody this other day, I don't know if my, I think my mind just aged from 12 to 18 in the last couple of years. So <laughs> I don't know if it's actually God over there, but uh, I, w- I would say um, back to the the failure thing. It's okay, right? It's okay to it's okay to fail. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay yeah. to be, it's okay to be shy. It's okay to be nervous, right? Yeah. It's okay. Those things are okay. I tell my kids today is nervousness is just preparation for whatever you're about to do. It's just mm-hmm. if you're about to give a talk, if you're about to speak to somebody, all the nervousness is your body preparing you to perform. And and that's what I would tell myself. Yeah, I love that. It's good advice. What is your favorite place in Randolph County? My home. But uh, (laughs) that's a common answer. My home is. um, But I do like nature. I I do like going out. So I like to go to the uh, the conservatory or not conservatory. Yeah. Conservation Club. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yep. We my wife and I, we actually just get in the car sometimes and drive because we like the country lifestyle. We like that. And. I like the country back roads. I would just say that. And, and I know it's not a specific place, but no, yeah. um, coming from Houston and other large areas, Hawaii and stuff, and you just you just don't have that, the back road feel. And so we just mm-hmm. drive through the country a lot. There's some really pretty areas. Yeah. Yes. Back there right up yeah, yeah. pretty areas. Okay, so we are home to Wix Pies, so and they are a big supporter of Randolph County United and just the community in general in Randolph County. So we asked people, if you could only eat one Wix Pie for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Mike really likes this question. Oh, so Mike, I would like uh, pecan pies, actually. I know uh, Paul Fattis was on here. He yes, said that. he was a pecan uh, pie. Yep, yep, he's a pecan pie. So I like pecan pies, but uh, I like sugar cream as well. So I'm going to add that in there. But pecan pie is probably my number one. Okay, very good. Well, we appreciate you being here with us today. Again, we're excited to work with you and Um, just to see all we can accomplish for Randolph County. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to a Small Town View podcast. We encourage you to subscribe and follow us on any of the major podcast sites, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Google. We also want you to reach out and follow us on our social media. Randolph County United has a Facebook and Instagram along with a YouTube channel. We hope that you will keep learning, keep growing, and as always, be amazing.